This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, y'all. Who dat? And welcome in. My name is Jeff Nowak, and you're listening to Inside Black and Gold, powered by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And if you are wondering the reason you're only going to hear my voice on this podcast today, it is because Steve Geller is recovering from some minor surgery. Please send him your well wishes. And we also <laughs> had planned to come on here and have a Raiders guest kind of give you the lowdown on what to expect from the Raiders. He got food poisoning. So, you know, <laughs> the universe does not want you to have a ton of information about the Raiders. And the universe also wants you to listen to me. And before I go on anything else, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on any other podcast that allows it, go down and please give us a rating, give us a review. If you haven't subscribed, why not? Come on, hit the subscribe button, hit auto download so you get those on there. We're trying to grow this thing. I think we have a good product here. You know, ideally, not just me talking the entire time, but hey, if people appreciate that, I appreciate that they appreciate that. So just let me know what you think. Leave a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. And I'll take that feedback. I'll chew it up, I'll swallow it, and I'll see what comes out the other end. So we're going to get into it on the switch, quote-unquote switch, from Jameis Winston to Andy Dalton as the Saints QB1. We talked to Andy Dalton today, and he went into kind of how all this went down. We're going to get into that. I also want to talk about a question that has been posed to me in several different locations and several different mediums, and I think it's going to be an interesting question to answer over the next several days, and that is, will the Saints be buyers or sellers at the NFL trade deadline. So let's talk it out. And then finally, what are the three biggest things the Saints need to do to beat the Raiders and get this thing back on track? 
We're going to get into all of that. I've got a lot of interesting news and notes to throw at you. We're going to also talk about the injury report in this first segment. So let's start right there. There were no major changes from Wednesday to Thursday in the injury report line, aside from Jawan Johnson has been added with a hamstring issue. He was not on the injury report Wednesday. He was added on Thursday. He got in a limited practice, and he's dealing with a hamstring I don't think it's anything major that you have to be worried about. He was still in the locker room. We saw him moving around. He didn't seem to have an issue, but it's something to watch. The other guy who had a slight change was Ryan Ramchek. He was listed as the other guy is Ryan Ramchek, who was listed as limited on Wednesday for rest. He was also limited on Thursday with a knee issue. So that's something to watch because as we know, Ryan Ramchek had knee a knee issue last year and he had off-season surgery. And you don't know if it's the same knee, but anytime you see knee and you're talking about a guy who's coming back from surgery in the offseason, it's something to pay attention to. He's obviously an anchor along that right side of the offensive line, and you do not want to be without him at all. Beyond that, nothing has really changed. Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Adam Trout, and Marshawn Lattimore all did not participate. It is very unlikely we see any of them in week eight. But if I had to pick one who was the most likely, it would probably be Adam Troutman just because... We saw him kind of push through that injury in week six. So it's not an injury that, you know, is preventing him from playing through it. I still don't think it's likely, but if there was any of these names who, to get out there, it'd probably be him. We still see him coming in and out of the locker room. Jarvis Landry, Mike Thomas, nowhere to be found. You know, I have not seen them and that's not a good sign. You know, you, you just have to kind of go forward and figure out what you have with the players that are left, right? Marshawn Lattimore is dealing with a significant injury. I don't anticipate that he will be out there. I don't know when we'll see him back. It would not stun me at all if he ends up on injured reserve. But for now, you just have to kind of figure out what you have. We're going to get into the cornerback situation later in the show. But that's going to be a constant question for this team that went into the season thinking, man, we have so much depth and quality in our cornerback room and our safety room has not been the case. Beyond that, here is the list of limited participants in today's practice, you had Andres Pete with a chest injury. The fact that he's out there at all is a good sign. It's an indicator that you hopefully can get him back. Keith Kirkwood with an ankle issue, wide receiver who was re-signed earlier in the week. Paulson Adebo with a knee issue that kept him out. It was an injury that occurred during the win over the Seahawks and kind of got exacerbated against the Bengals. And he wasn't able to go on a short week. So you're hopeful that with 10 days to recover, he'll be out there. He was limited with a knee issue. And as we mentioned, Ramchek, there is a few other names on here. Peyton Turner is still listed with a chest injury, but he has gotten full practice the last two days. And so that's a good sign that you might get some depth back in that pass rush and maybe get some production out of that first round pick from the 2021 draft. And then Jameis Winston is still listed on the injury report with back and ankle issues, but he has gotten full practice as we talked about. And as we're going to get into more and you know, it's it's a situation that could get awkward. It doesn't seem like it's awkward right now. You know, as you continue on, if you keep losing, things could get weird. One thing that Andy Dalton told us today, and this is something that I kind of hinted at yesterday because it seemed like it was the case. He was not aware that Dennis Allen was going to announce the quarterback decision during that conference call yesterday, right? He was not aware that that was going to happen. So he was unprepared for that. And so I don't think that's so much an issue when you're getting good news. But if he was unaware that Dennis Allen was going to announce that quarterback change the way he did, then that also means Jameis Winston was very likely unaware. And that's not news you want to get 
through the media. And it's, it's tough to say whether this has been a long time coming. Andy Dalton said when he first got in, in week four, the coaches told him, you know, keep playing until we tell you otherwise. And so that's how he's kind of gone about it. That's been his starting job for the last four weeks. And it's still his starting job. But if I'm Jameis Winston, and that's how I found out from a conference call that I wasn't even on, that's not a good look. And, you know, we had a similar situation with Taysom Hill in the offseason. If you remember, if you go back to the, I think it was before the NFL draft combine, and you had that interview where Dennis Allen came out and said, Taysom Hill is going to focus more on tight end. Well, that's effectively how he found out that information as well. He told us that. So, you know, I do question some of the decision-making and how you're handling things. And I don't know if that's going to have a larger impact, but you know, when you're talking about a coach who, who has struggled in his first head coaching stint against the team that's coming in to play you this week, you know, there are reasons beyond just being a football mind that you do not succeed as a head coach, right? Some people fail because they were unable to delegate. Like they tried to do everything. They were too possessive of all these tasks and it just didn't work. You know, some people just don't know how to manage other people, right? You don't understand the dynamics of and the interpersonal connections of a locker room and it, and it kind of flies out of control. And that's more than anything else with this team. That's what I think Dennis Allen might not be able to kind of intuit. Unlike the guy who was there before him, Sean Payton, I think always had a really good grasp on how things were going in that locker room. I actually saw Sean Payton today. He was wandering around the facility. Not a surprise. He was in town earlier in the week. We saw him at the Pelicans game catching a foul ball. That's what I call it uh, in the stands. So he's here. He's in the city. He's not up for a job if that's what you're wondering, but he was outside the Saints facility today as I was going in. Um, So that's kind of fun to see. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But yeah, I mean, you have made your bed with Andy Dalton, and this decision could very well define Dennis Allen's coaching tenure, or at least the first year of his coaching tenure in New Orleans. If this turns out to be the right decision and you turn things around, fantastic. You know, if it crashes and burns, you know, it's tough to say, but I do think, and I think a few people have made this point. It is not a good indicator for Jameis Winston in New Orleans, right? Like it very much feels like Jameis's time has come and gone. He could still get in there, but you know, how does Jameis feel about that, right? Like, it, it, it's tough. And, you know, this might be Jameis's last last go-around in the NFL. But we also thought that Andy Dalton kind of was put out to pasture, right? And so this is what he had to say um, about, you know, the offense as it's standing right now. I feel like, you know, I'm in a good place with everybody. We feel like we're, uh, we, we've been in a good rhythm and we've been able to, you know, do some, do some good things that I was talking about earlier. So... I feel like we're we're in a good place. And he's not wrong. I mean, this offense has been averaging 30 points a game, right? Like, it's hard to disagree with the decision in terms of, okay, with Andy in there, you know what it's going to be. There is only one variable, and that is how Andy plays. And you have seen it for the last four weeks, and you feel comfortable with how he's running the offense and how he's moving the ball. 
whether you think Jameis is going to be an upgrade or not, it is a variable that is now added to the equation if you put him in there. And I think from Dennis Allen's perspective, he wants to eliminate as many variables as he can because he wants to focus on improving the defense. And he's not wrong. The defense needs to get better or it does not matter who the quarterback is. So from that perspective, I, I'm on board with that, right? I, I still think it should be Jameis, but I get it because a defensive head coach wants to focus on the defense. So he's making sure that he hits a benchmark on offense and then he can dive headlong into the defense, knowing that if he can get that sorted out, this team can start winning some games. And it's about finding a formula to win games. Now, the interesting answer to me was when Andy was asked about, you know, is this kind of a one and done here, right? Like, is this something where the Saints could be invested in you for for multiple seasons? And it very much sounds like that's what he is hoping for. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's one thing for, I mean, when you're in this position, um, you know, the biggest thing you can ask for is an opportunity. And, you know, fortunately, I I have one here. And so um, I'm not focused on what this could mean and what it what could go on. Um, that's all going to take care of itself whenever that time comes. You know, I think one thing that I've I've learned and, um, you know, I, I lean on my faith in, in, a, in a lot of different and uh, every aspect of my life. But, you know, for one thing that I've learned is, like, don't worry about the future right now. You just worry about where you're at. God's placed me here in New Orleans right now for this time, and I'm just trying to enjoy this moment and, and be present where I'm at. And so uh, I think that's the, the biggest takeaway that I've had and biggest thing that I, I'm learning through all of this is, you know, God's got me, and right now just be where you are and enjoy the moment. And I think that's where, if you're a Saints fan, you just have to get on board with it, right? Like, I get it. You might not, things might not be going the way you would be managing them, but that's almost always the case, right? Like, at a certain point as a fan, you just got to say, well, you know, let's get weird, right? You know, if you want a comparison, the guy to look at is Kurt Warner, right? You know, this was a guy who was kind of put out to pasture by the Rams in the early 2000s. He spent one year on the Giants. If you remember, Kurt Warner was the guy who started before the Giants went to Eli Manning. Kurt Warner was the sacrificial lamb to start that season. He was the bridge quarterback. And then they turned to Eli and sent Kurt Warner packing. Well, believe you me, he was not done. He went out to Arizona and he eventually went to a Super Bowl with that Cardinals team. That was a Larry Fitzgerald just supernova season. He also had James Harrison returning a, an interception 99 yards for a touchdown right before halftime. It was one of the wildest Super Bowls I can remember. You know, Santonio Holmes catching that touchdown uh, right at the end of the game. And, you know, why not Andy, I guess, is, is how you should approach this. Because that's what, if you are the Saints, you are hoping that you can get. You have a veteran quarterback who understands how to win games. He understands how to run an offense. He can get the job done in a way that allows you to go win. It hasn't happened yet this season. That is the biggest criticism. It's like, yeah, okay, well, if he's playing well enough to win games, why aren't you winning games? And if I, that's why if I'm Dennis Allen I'm and I can't figure out this defense, fire me because that is what you're here to do. When you look at Andy Dalton, zero turnover machine. This man cannot turn the ball over if he's going to remain the starting quarterback. Because while they've been averaging 30 points in the game the last four starts, that's not sustainable. 
I, you don't need 30 points in a game from the Andy Dalton offense to win as long as the defense is doing its job and you're putting them in good position. So he needs to not turn the ball over and the Saints need to be efficient in the red zone, right? And I don't care if it's Taysom Hill. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. You need to be efficient in the red zone. You need to find a way to get Alvin Kamara in the end zone too. You know, I don't think that that is sitting well with him. He'll say the right things, but I guarantee you that he is annoyed when he looks at his his stats and he sees zero touchdowns because he knows he's playing better than that. And so, you know, here's what, here's what Andy had to say about kind of the red zone situation. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you're down there, you've, we've got to be efficient on first and second down. I think if you look at the drives that we haven't scored touchdowns, you would say that you're in a third and long situation down there. And so I think that's the, the biggest thing that, that we need to be really effective on first and second down to give us an opportunity or score on first and second down. You know, that, that helps too. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, I mean, when you're third and longer situations in the red zone, it could be tough. Yes, and that, that is what you need to avoid. This is what Andy Dalton needs to do. He cannot turn the ball over. He needs to keep you ahead of the chains, especially in the red zone, and he needs to get Alvin Kamara involved Taysom Hill is going to be heavily involved. And this is the offense that you are sticking with for the remainder of the season. Okay? If it works, great. If it doesn't, this is a gaffe. Right? And the, and the problem is you don't have any, any margin left to lean on if it doesn't work. So I think this is kind of the last gasp of this season. And, you know, maybe, maybe Andy Dolan has that Kurt Warner-like run in him. Who knows? One way or another, we're going to see it play out. You're listening to Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak. WWL Digital Sports Producers podcast is brought to you by Phil Mark Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And we're going to come back and answer a question that I know is bugging a lot of people. Will the Saints be buyers or sellers at the NFL trade deadline? Stick around. Stick around.